The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. Gentlemen, you're listening to the Versecast, the Star Citizen podcast. My name is John Abraham. My name is Jimmy Croker. I am Bleep. Been a long time I, since I just said that, huh? I, I was going to say that's it. You're you're, you're just <laughs> Gleep. You're just Gleep. I'm I don't know what to say, J- John. I'm I'm scared. Will you hold me? What is this show? I thought it was the best damn Star Citizen podcast. Oh, man. I forgot. Yeah. Oh, thanks See, for the when reminder. I've been doing something for over 50 episodes, I can't just switch on a dime. Yeah. I just nailed that first one, like, last week. You did? Oh, this I meant, is a different I, meant I, I nailed the original one previously, not a while long. Let's just keep, let's move you, you, along. You mean the great, the great missing episode, part one and part two? Wait, what? Pre-recorded live from our virtual hangar. We are Those Guys with Ships, and this is episode 53 of the Versecast, our Star Citizen official information podcast. Today is November 16th, 2945. Your time and place may vary. Thank you, Ronald Jenkins. The intro-outro song is still slow to spring. You can find it along with all of his other fine music at ronaldjenkins.com. Well, seriously, first first things first, guys, um, we would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge that a very bad thing happened to many innocent people in Beirut and Paris last week. And by association, it has happened to many, many people all over the world. Now, our group has members all over the world, and we are, of course, thinking of them, but not only them. Uh, we feel for everyone affected and hope that they can get the help they need soon so that they can continue on with their lives. But... That's not why we're here. We're not, we're not here to discuss these things in any real meaningful way. That's not, that's not what we're, not we're good at, not what we're about. We are here to hopefully entertain a few folks and to build our star citizen community along the way. That's what we do. But us doing this, by us doing this show, we can't change anything that has happened, but maybe we can help in some small way by talking about some fun stuff for just a little while. So thank you very much for listening, and um, yeah, that's it. Um, John, uh, speaking of the lost episodes, uh, why don't you uh, give folks a little bit of an update as to what happened last week? Oh, those lost episodes. Thank you, Glee. I thought we were talking uh, about old episodes. Okay. Why would I be talking about old episodes? We would like those know. to remain lost. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish I knew what was going on, but all I know is we weren't, up- we weren't able to upload any large files last week um so i in in the little blurb that gleep put out a couple days ago he mentioned that we're able to upload small files but not the full show for some reason um but engine fixed the issue and those are up now correct uh they will be they're on the server i have not pushed them to itunes yet so okay so um, they'll probably be up by the time people are listening to this yes okay. hopefully yeah. So so this will week will be a flood of Versecast and those guys with ship podcasts. A total of four four hours of podcast greatness. Is that yeah. at least at least four hours? We're gonna get three shows in one day. 
Wow, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. So um, yeah, we got the we got the word from our friends at Engine today that they had addressed the problem, and it's actually working better now than it ever has um, so so far. Uh, I was able to I was able to upload uh, both shows from last week in less time than it took me to make a microwave burrito. How was the burrito? Yummy. So was was the, the issue with Engine making some changes to how they manage um, that type of content? I don't think so. I think the deal is is that Engine, like a lot of companies, doesn't actually have. And I, I'm totally speaking, you know, out of school here. But I believe that they probably lease server space from some other company. Um, and then they act as an intermediary and, and uh, um, uh, generate, you know, whoop, whoa, earthquake um, uh, customers. And then they, you know, then farm that out to them. So anyway, it's not point being the servers that we're, we're having the issue with weren't actually at in a building that said engine on the front. Uh, so I think that they were trying to deal with those folks and. Um, uh, they finally were able to get it nailed down what was going wrong. And uh, uh, today it just like like pate through a goose just went right up there. So <laughs> that's an interesting analogy. And for those of you that don't live in California, yes, that's how seriously we take earthquakes. <laughs> if you took them seriously, you'd go crazy. <laughs> exactly. Oh, as an earthquake. Moving on. <laughs> Moving right along. So anyway, uh, technical difficulties we hope are behind us. Uh, we shall see. All right. Um, and, of course, the most important thing of the week, um, we're not being serious anymore, of course, uh, is the November subscriber flare, eh, Jimmy? Well, no, you too, John. You're a, you're a subscriber now, too, That's right. You? Yeah. John, is this your first piece of flare? I think so. Have it, you been in your hangar yet? No. Yes, but I didn't look for anything. <laughs> it is the Camposi Magnus skull. Yeah. I've been uh, wanting one of these. I, who, who doesn't? This skull is a recreation of the most complete Camposi Magnus skull ever found. It's an aquatic predator that hunted the ocean depths of Ellis IV. The Camposi Magnus could grow up to 12 meters in size and fed on both plants and animals. Camposi Magnus are known in academic circles as the Lords of the Deep, which I think is a dance, isn't it? I was going to say, not to be confused with the Lords of the Dance, ah. which would be weird if you saw the skull that is in my hangar. <laughs> um, and it's part of the Puglisi. Puglisi? I think it's Puglisi collection. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, you know, I, I want to go to the Puglisi collection studio someday because them's some weird folks, the stuff what they've given us. I mean, we've got space junk. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, artifacts. Uh, we've got wreckage from other ships. Um, you know, it, it's kind of like, uh, I'm imagining it, it's sort of like the basement in uh, the Silence of the Lambs where the guys, you know, like had the bug collection. I, I'm imagining it's just like that. Mm-hmm. It's exactly like that. With one guy that has the eye that goes really weird, and, he, and when he looks at you, you know, it kind of like skeeves you out. You're like, Ugh. It puts the lotion on the Puglisi collection or else it gets the hose again. I, that was pretty good. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so all you subscribers, go go uh, go play with your skull. <laughs> I, uh, it, it's cool. I like it. Um, I, I just think that the Puglisi collection in general is, is rather large. You know what I mean? Like they're they're rather big display pieces, which you know for a museum that's cool. But for like a private collector, it seems a little um, a little odd to have stuff that large in a in a private collection. Um, but you know that's just m- me with my immersion puckering just slightly. I, you know, is it the stuff that I would choose to decorate my hangar with? Nah, probably not. But you know. We'll see. When the, when the PU launches, we may actually be able to use it for something. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, uh, you know, well, not even necessarily when the PU launches, but, you know, when, when they start releasing the um, additional rooms for hangars um, and when they start allowing for us to, and they've mentioned this, uh, to rent uh, apartments uh, or, or have real estate on planets, 
Um, I think that, you know, then obviously all of the different collections that we've got from the ships to the Pugliese collection, everything in between, uh, the, you know, the, the trophy display case that we've got, I think all of that stuff is going to find cool and unique homes depending on, on you know, where you are and, and you know, what uh, what hangers and what uh, what houses or, or uh, apartments you have. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, because like, right now all my stuff is crammed into my uh, asteroid hangar, and it's just like... There, there's no correct place to put any fine art, any object de art in a, in an asteroid hangar. Yeah, Say absolutely, what? exactly. Fancy. It's what's for dinner. And speaking of dinner, we got a weekly development update, as we usually do. We usually have dinner. We got a weekly development update. Man, consistency. Got to like eat. Got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Muppet got to eat. <laughs> um, oh, my God. If you have not seen this, go see it. Click on the link, guys. Check out the pictures. The space station we are going to spawn on is on flick. That's what the kids say, you know. That is what the kids say. Yeah. But, I mean, look at that thing. Picture one of five. How do you even know that phrase? Uh, the miracle of satellite radio. <laughs> Really? Did, did you hear that on your local AM talk radio station, Grandpa? Uh, no. <laughs> All the kids these days, they say it's fleek. Much um, <laughs> to pay, it's on fleek. Um, but looking at the pictures, um, it's sort of, you know, I guess this is what we saw in the demo, correct? Yeah. Although picture number one is a, definitely a perspective we did not get before. I mean, the thing is huge. Yeah. yeah, it's gigantic. And it's got the big solar panels. I'm guessing those are solar panels. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's got those those other things over there that, uh, I don't know, it's hard to tell whether those are like fuel things, you know, like in the back there between the, the panels. It's like a, um, looks like sort of like a cityscape, actually. Well, if this is, this is uh, and I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming this is a, a kind of a rest station um, out in space, and I'm assuming we'll see a lot more of these populated through the Persistent Universe. Um, so I would imagine that, yeah, fuel is going to be, you know, it's going to be kind of like a um, like a trucker's rest stop, you know, where you can, you know, relax in a comfortable room, refuel your ship, do repairs, do all that kind of stuff, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And it, well, it well, you says... Can, Right there, cry astro fuel. Yes. Yeah. So, and I think that's where we saw where the uh, the Heliobots also come out and uh, and uh, give you uh, space massages. Was it this place? <laughs> Is that what we're calling it now? <laughs> y- yes. Um, yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Um, but anyway, the pictures are just awesome. I mean, the fidelity is amazing, um, and uh, it is uh, it is. Uh, uh, kind of um, uh, nice to know that uh, 900 years in the future, we will still be eating takeout noodles from a carton with sticks. And you know, uh, the if, as you read through the the document, you know, one key thing that they talk about is that you know, Star Citizen's a game that we're building to enjoy for many, many years to come. Um, the fact that they're pushing the envelope now, five years from now, you know, it's going to be much more commonplace. And I like that because that means that this game's going to have, you know, five, ten, fifteen year, you know, long shelf life. You know, the the fact that it's cutting edge now it means it's going to have a, a very, very long shelf life. And the fidelity is something we haven't seen before in other MMOs. So, you know, yeah, it's stunning. It's beautiful. It's difficult work. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited to to be involved with something this new. That is going to be hopefully, you know, like like for example, you know, Eve's been around for a very long time. World of Warcraft's been around for a very long time, um, and they've had to constantly upgrade and improve the graphics. You know, as the game has aged, I think we're going to get a good five, six, seven years out of the game as it's released. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I th- it has legs, Jimmy. Yes, yes, that's what I was looking for. It has legs. Yeah. So, and it knows. When are we going to get anti-aliasing? Well, probably as we get closer to the actual release. These images look so good. I know. There's no aliasing. I hate jagged lines. And jagged lines hate you too, John. I just need I a I, 4K I don't know monitor. I just wanted, wanted to say that. All right. So, um, and 
but there was other information. I mean, I, I'm always drawn to the pretty pictures, but uh, there was actually, there was words, and in the words, we got some bad news. Uh, the lead FPS programmer, I guess I'm probably, must have been over in Germany there, he uh, fell off his bicycle and broke his wrist. Ow. So wow. he's going to be uh, off the job for a couple of weeks at least, and uh, they, so they said that they would, uh, you know, everyone else was going to pull together to, to cover for him, but, uh, uh, you know, that's not helpful. Um, and, you know, hearkening back to last week, uh, John, the excludable process is nearly complete. I knew that would make you happy. Um, kind of confused me, though. I thought it was a thing, not, not a process. So, <laughs> yeah. What's the excubular? I'm so confused. Excludable. Well, it's, the, it's the, the process that they or the thing that they use to when they're built, when they do a build, it, it, it selects the stuff to be included and the stuff to not be included. That's why I think, I forget which show it was, but they mentioned that in some of the development builds that they play test, uh, the build is like 100, 100 gigabytes. You know, it's, so, it's huge. Everything's in it. So you're telling me this is not a ship that is going to go up for um, for sale this week? I know. Sadly, no, it's not. Because I would be all over the Excludibur. 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 Hey, <laughs> <I>, stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're freaking John Twitchy. It's It's been a week, John. You haven't, you, you haven't uh, developed, redeveloped I've your appetite for I've heard it in the forums, okay? <laughs> Somebody on our forums really caught on to that, and I don't need to hear it anymore. Ace is going to talk about it in the next show. God. I think he is. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we have quantum fuel now, so you can run out. Yay. And uh, they said, be careful not to do that because you will be uh, like out in the middle of literally nowhere and not be able to get back. And, of course, we have blockers. There is a leaky server readmittance policy. Uh-oh. Better don't forget your rubbers. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? A leaky server readmittance policy. It's a programming thing, I guess. I don't know. Oh, I'm sure it is. What they were saying, as server instances ran over time and people crashed and were trying to respawn back in, uh, they were not able to do so, and uh, so that the ability to respawn back in diminished over time, and so they suspected some sort of a, a um, either a memory leak or a logic leak of some sort that was uh, preventing that from happening. So, I just called it a leaky server readmittance policy because it sounds. I used to work for the government, and that's the sort of thing that we would like put on the front of a report. Uh, on the front of your TPS report, exactly, exactly. When we were when, when we were in working on Saturday. Yeah, I'm gonna need yeah. you to come in on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I still have the red stapler though. Never give up the red stapler. All I'm, right, I'm, um, gonna, I'm gonna burn this piece down. I'm just gonna burn this piece down. <laughs> yep, I, I worked with that guy. John, you haven't times. seen Office Space, have you? No. <sighs> it's not directed by Tarantino, so just check it out. Good. <laughs> like that's a reason why John hasn't seen any of those movies. John, why do you hate Quentin Tarantino so much? I've seen Kill Bill. Okay, we've established this. <laughs> Ooh, remind me about that later because I have a I have a great Kill Bill uh, um, tidbit to share in the next show. All right, quantum travel causes crashes. There's a billboard for you. Um, and climbing into small or medium ships causes you to respawn at the center of the galaxy. Ooh. Whoa, dude. Wow. Whoa, dude. That's pretty cool. Well, actually not the galaxy. It causes you to respawn at, at, uh, at point zero zero zero. Um, that's, that's XYZ. So, that's but, so Hitchhiker's Guide to the gal- Galaxy. Yeah. It's not a bug. It's a feature. <laughs> it is. So avoid the small or medium ships. And uh, speaking, John, of the cryastro, the refueling function there is broken. So basically, we're all doomed. That's or, it. Or, or we'll just run out of fuel and float around in space. Yeah. We'll just crash your ship, respawn. That's right. Brand we'll new, all, shiny. We'll all be making poop potatoes for as long as it lasts. No, we won't. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> Putting his foot down right now, that's not going to happen. All right, um, and then we have a new feature uh, that uh, um, Mr. Disco Lando was uh, uh, 
debutted uh, this week, and it's called The Shipyard. And uh, this time it featured the Cutlass, so it was called The Shipyard, Sharpening the Cutlass. And uh, how Disco uh, described it is that The Shipyard is a new series of articles we'll be publishing from time to time as things come together. Created with help from the developers in the trenches creating this game, we'll explore the history of these ships, the current realities they're faced with, and the prospects of their continuing evolution going forward. We've decided to start with the Cutlass because it's had a storied development history. And it gave us a great chance to take a candid look at the trials and tribulations it's faced in the last three years. And, uh, you know, it seems I, you know, I don't really pay that much attention to the forums and stuff, but it seems like Cutlass owners have some pretty serious opinions about stuff. Um, like, you know, anytime something gets changed, it's like there's immediate outrage. Have you guys experienced this? Yeah, and I don't really understand why. I mean, I read through, as, as a Cutlass Black owner, I read through the article, and the changes make sense. I mean, they've had, they, we know they've had issues with the flight engine, you know. Um, and let's be honest, the inside of the ship was really bare bones. Nobody wants to use that bathroom. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like a public <laughs> it's, park bathroom. It's, it, well, it's, like a to- it's like a toilet in a prison cell. I mean, you know, it's just, um, but I mean, I, I'm excited for the redesign. I read through the whole article. Um, I thought it was great. I, I like the direction that they're going with it. So, I, you know, I don't, I'm not really sure what the outrage is about. I mean, the ship is, the ship is like all other ships, getting the balance pass and the attention that it needs. Yep. And, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, check it out because uh, Disco writes well. He's funny. He's a funny guy, so yeah, I, I like um, I like the way that he writes uh, the uh, the articles uh, for CIG. Yeah, the, he's been getting a lot more uh, uh, FaceTime as of late, and I think he's sort of um, warming up to that that role. And uh, so, uh, yay, Disco. Um, so anyway, the article had some sections that we'll just go through here real briefly. Uh, definitely do check it out, though. Uh, the prehistory of the Cutlass. Did you know that it was born on um, ten three twelve at five forty four a.m.? I so did that, not know that. That's pretty early in the process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think that's like the beginning. Um, it's inspirations. It's uh, two parts privateer. Um, did anybody ever play privateer? No, mm, me neither. Um, but anyway, so the influences uh, uh, for the ship came from uh, Chris's uh, previous work and uh, also a real historical aircraft. In this case, the Henkel HE-162 Volksjager, which uh, translates as into the People's Fighter, which is interesting. You know, like Volkswagen was the People's Car, Volksjager, mm-hmm. the People's Fighter. So, I mean... Yeah, because uh, the people need a fighter... Well, I'm thinking I want one that, you know, I can put, like, flower stickers on and stuff, you know? Surfboards on top. And okay. Can overheat going up hills. <laughs> I, um, I, I'm looking at the picture, and I just don't see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did, didn't really. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe the rear engines are similar to the, the giant rocket engine on the top of the plane? I'm thinking but, it's more in spirit. Yeah, I would agree. I, I just I don't see a whole lot of direct or obvious inspiration pulled from it. Well, maybe the engine was manufactured by Volkswagen. Yeah. Could be. Who Could knows? Be. Um, then, uh, now, actually, this this is sort of interesting. I know I'd heard this before, but the act, the hardest part about the Cutlass, you know, given the way that it looks and the way that its, it's thruster configuration is, is actually making it fly mm-hmm. in, in any kind of realistic way. I mean, you would think um, that if you wanted to cheat, you know, you just... You know, you just make it fly, and, um, and you know the the whether it makes any sense or not. You know, just nine. You know, ninety nine out of a hundred of us are not going to be able to tell a difference. I mean, there would be Avi off in, in the corner going, "No, wait, 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 wait! It shouldn't do that." <laughs> but um, uh, they uh, they're building this ship for guys like Avi. They they want it to make sense, and so um, uh, that was the hardest part for them. Um, did you guys see the um, the reworked cockpit? Yeah, it's a great picture. I mean, because I because for for my red, I have a black right now, and that cockpit does not look anything like that. No, right it's um, it, it's um, this is a little bit um, this is probably a little bit cleaner, uh, a little less um, engineered. I guess is maybe the word I'm looking for. 
Like this looks like um this looks like the new Enterprise in the new Star Trek reboot, whereas the Cutlass currently looks like the old Enterprise from the TV series. Huh. Yeah, well, Maybe I maybe, guess sure. it's that's a terrible analogy, I think. But yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. But you've got like uh, it, it, yeah. <laughs> Glad you agree. Um, I, I think the bigger difference, the differences are that it's got um, you know more of an updated uh, HUD, and it's clearly got the jump seats in it now. Um, so I think those are some of the bigger changes that you see in in the redesign concept art. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's really. I'm getting very excited, and you know the uh, well. I, I guess you'll you'll have the. Um, uh, the crew utility picture here in yours, huh? The um, with the gun racks and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that'll be in there for you. So um, I, I'm just I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with with the med bay and uh, the medical pods and the um, um, uh, also the um, what you call it, um, which we will come to in a second here. I don't want to jump ahead. Um, so, but anyway, in 2.0, in Alpha 2.0, we're not going to get the bleeding edge version of this ship, um, and instead, we're going—it's going to be the black. We're, we're not even going to get the red or the blue at all. We're just—we're still going to have the black, uh, but it's going to be receiving an interim update primarily to fix performance. Uh, and here's an interesting bit, uh, tidbit of information: uh, they said that it is by far the most expensive ship in terms of memory usage. That you know, to load that ship. In, and I forget what the, the number was, but it was something like six gigabytes or something like that. Every time you loaded a cutlass, it was just some enormous amount of data. So obviously, as they optimize, that that will go down. But um, So they're going to, and I, and, I, and I think that part of that optimization is what they're going to do uh, in the interim so that it will be um, uh, less of a load on the system because... Uh, goodness knows where there's going to be plenty of uh, of uh, new stuff that uh, the system is going to need resources to uh, to uh, power. So, well, I know with <clears throat> with the uh, constellation uh, revamp, they dramatically reduced uh, the uh, the um, the file size. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, dramatically, and so it makes sense that. You know, because the the constellation is not flyable yet, um, but the the cutlass is. So it makes sense, and we all know that that it is a um, that it's it's a drag on you know whatever instance you're in when you load that ship. So um, yeah, I, I would. It makes sense that with the launch of um, you know the mini uh, PU uh, and that ship being flyable, that they want to get that. Um, that load reduced and they want to uh, make that uh, as easy and as quickly uh, loadable as possible. Yeah, and I, I think, speaking of the Connie, I think they mentioned that in Around the Verse this week. Uh, Disco did an interview with the guy that's working, or a couple of the guys that are working on the on the Connie uh, rework, and uh, he mentioned uh, kind of what you said. Uh, the guy that did the exterior, and I, I apologize, I don't remember his name, uh, said that it went, he took the, the, cut the number of polys, like from some just ginormous number to a much smaller ginormous number. So it was yeah. like from trillions of polys down to a few million or something like that, you know. So it was just, um, it's amazing how once they start that optimization process, they're able to make it look so much better with so much so much less resources. So we'll get there. Um, so plans for the Cutlass going forward, because it isn't a part of Squadron 42, the interim update will have to be good enough for now. However, all that other work that has been done to this point is not lost. No, 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 no. When the time comes to finish it up, all that completed work will come into play and make the final push that much easier. So yay for that. Uh, but before we go, let's talk about them variants. We got the blue and the red. And the stats for both of those are going to be dependent upon the final version of the black. And since we don't have that yet, they're 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 going to wait uh, on um, doing any I guess any more development on the blue or the red until they have the black nailed down. And so once that ha- once that happens, then then the two variants, the two other variants, will have their stats set accordingly. And uh, but they did say that we can expect the blue will have competitive edges you might expect to find in a law enforcement vehicle. Um, also, it will retain its additional missiles and prisoner cells, uh, and the red will keep its search and rescue capabilities. Here's the here's the big one. That's why I bolded it here. If you guys see there, um, with an integral escape pod recovery mechanism in the central modular room. That is pretty cool. Yeah. So that the video that we saw, where we saw the Avenger picking up the escape pod, 
the Cutlass is going to do that too. So I'm extremely excited about that. And it's going to have the medical pods and the hospital equipment. So hello, the doctor is in. Most major insurance is accepted. Uh, <laughs> it seems like the Cutlass was one of the first ships that we saw them like doing a full like uh, second pass on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it again. The ship R- just gets all the love. Well, I think the ship's had the most problems. That's why. And the problem child gets the love. Yeah, that's the, that's that's true. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, there were some uh, questions from the community at the end of the post. And as I, I mentioned earlier, cutness, cutlass owners have their opinions, and not all of those are particularly constructive, if you ask me. Which, of course, you didn't. But anyway, if you're interested, check check out those questions for yourself in the post. Do look at the pretty pictures. Come for the pictures. Stay for the questions. Um, so, um, I know, Jimmy, you're excited about the Cutlass. Uh, John, would that be a ship that you would maybe rent for uh, in the AC 2.0? Maybe. Uh, I don't have any multi-crew ships that will be flyable for probably a while. Right. So... Yeah, if the Cutlass is the right price, I would... That or a Constellation, maybe. Well, no, you'll get a Constellation for your Orion. Oh, yeah. Is that yeah. what I get? That over the Retaliator? Either that or the Retaliator, one or the other. Yeah. One or the other. I guess. I don't know. I, if the Cutlass can do something special, I guess, in 2.0, then I, I might... Well, it's got that size four gun on it that you can put on it, which is pretty cool. The is it a mass driver or? I, oh I yeah, it is. But it, it's I did rent that and uh, uh, took it out into the early rounds of a of a vandal swarm, and uh, it's pretty funny. It's it it's kind of like a Bugs Bunny with a big old you know blunderbuss. You know, it's you know? um it's fixed right at that yes. size. Yes, yeah. I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. So. Uh, because I play with a controller, pretty much anything I have is fixed. It don't mm. matter. Fair enough. All right. So, hey, 10 for the chairman, return of Chris Big Daddy Boom Boom Roberts. Yeah, hey, hey. Um, you know, I like, I like the other 10 fours, but this is always my favorite. And uh, this, or this would have been a week ago today. He started out with um, a, a little bit of uh, about the community's impact upon development. And I quote, he said, When we were at CitizenCon, it was one of the first times that the UK team really got to experience being around the community and the sort of support and excitement and enthusiasm you bring. There's 130 people in the Manchester office. It's our biggest office, and it's full of really talented people, but they hadn't really experienced it until CitizenCon, and I have to tell you that after CitizenCon, for the next week, there was a massive buzz in the office. Making a game as big and complicated as Star Citizen is several orders harder than normal, but it's worth it when you know there's a huge audience out there that can't wait for the game are excited by it and also excited to learn how it's getting put together and be involved in that process. So that felt pretty good, you know, that, that you know, when we jump up and down, stand on our chairs and jump up and down and scream like, uh, like, uh, like children, well, we are children, um, that, uh, you know, they hear us and, and it touches them. So, well, it's got to be, you know, it's, it's got to be all sorts of emotions. It's got to be exhilarating. It's got to be frustrating. It's got to be, you know, everything in between to A, be developing uh, a next-gen title, um, and B, uh, to do it so transparently and to be so, have the community so involved in the iterative process. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, 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 like, having the, it's like having the internet micromanager project. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I would imagine that there are huge rewards and huge payoffs for that. And then there's also obviously huge downsides and huge frustrations for that. Everything is amplified. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And we got a couple of uh, questions, too. Um, actually, you know, to be fair, I didn't think the questions this time were all that great. But uh, I picked out a couple of them here we can uh, go through real quick. Uh, Commodore Fly, which I like that. There's got to be like a Back to the Future tie in there somewhere. Commodore McFly, hello. No. Yeah. No. no. Um, if having down shields prevents you from entering quantum travel, will a ship be able to remotely hack another ship's shields to temporarily cause them to go down, thereby forcing the ship out of quantum leap? 
Likewise, would it be possible to use something like a probe or other mass, such as my ship, to interrupt the course of a ship in quantum travel to render similar results? And what Chris said is, yes, we've talked about having the ability beyond things like EMP, things like electronic warfare, hacking other ships, disabling systems, or interfering with systems. So if you manage to bring the shields down by doing something like that, yes, it would stop the ship from going into quantum drive. Also, the whole point of having the quantum drive and quantum travel is you can't have objects in your path because you're just going in a straight line and going very fast. So if you are in the way of a ship going into quantum travel or there is something with mass like a probe or whatever in the way of the travel path, then yes, it would pull that person out of quantum travel. And I, I got to think that the latter part, that would be really hard to do because if you had, you know, if you were any kind of distance away from the ship that was going into quantum travel, being able to, um, uh, to determine on the fly where that straight line is going to intersect the space that you're in is, has got to be difficult. Yeah, but I mean, if you've got a, a pack, if you will, of pirates in sabers or ghosts or or some other ship that's low profile and they're hiding behind uh, asteroids and you don't see them and you're not paying attention and they're on top of you quick enough, they could basically surround you and keep you from jumping, uh, getting into quantum jump. Yeah, yeah, I, I see. but you would have to be directly in front. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. But if I, you know, I guess it's obviously going to be a balancing issue. But you know, I think the thing is, if if the sh- if the smaller ship is faster, it's going to be able to man- and more maneuverable. It's going to be easier for it to get in front and stay in front of a larger ship. I'm sure that's going to be relative to the size of the ship. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you're going to have less, or you're going to have a more difficult time getting in front of a Cutlass uh, as opposed to getting in front of an Idris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you, you would have to think maybe there's like a, a way there will be some sort of chaff weapon that you can fire, you know, if you put uh, put a ship into a cloud of chaff of, of, uh, of significant uh, density or size or, or what have you, that that might prevent the ship from being able to move forward because it, you know, would have basically particles in the way. Yeah, or, or a, a sizable EMP blast. You know, if, I would imagine an Idris is going to have a fairly... Uh, large uh, electronic war suite. So, you know, you drop a big enough um, EMP signal to cripple those ships. Hopefully it buys you enough time to maneuver away from them and make the jump. Yeah, yeah, that, that's going to be uh, bringing the shields down. But if you're just physically going to block, I'm thinking like if you could set up a, you know, like a, a curtain of chaff um, that the ship would have to circumnavigate around in order to get a clear line on a jump destination. But yeah, the, they'll they'll have to be they'll have to be some sort of balance for it because just just us talking about it, it seems really easy to block someone. Uh, potentially, really easy to block someone from jumping uh, from making a jump. Yeah. Well, you know that that's the beautiful thing about our theory crafting. We're always right. That's true. <laughs> All right, and then we got another question from uh, someone named Vacation. That's a, that's a pretty cool name. Um, <laughs> nice. And a vacation asked, uh, when you have NPCs crewing a ballistic turret, are they aware they have a finite number of shots? And how do they pace themselves? Now, I thought this was a pretty cool question because this is the sort of thing that you would think about. You go like, I hire an NPC, I put him in a turret, you know, and it's like, who's to say he's not, you know, some, you know, uh, eager beaver guy all hopped up on monster energy drinks and, just like, and you know, and all your ammo is gone. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good point. And then... Um, when all the ammo's gone, how do they know to either reload or notify you? Right. I mean, they could just, oh, this sucks, and, like, bail out of your ship, you know? <laughs> just just sit there like a, you know, a, a mindless NPC squeezing a, a trigger of an empty gun. Like, start texting. <laughs> you just hear clicking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just, like, sitting there texting his friends like a sullen teenager. That'd be awesome. What? I'll be down in a second to reload the guns. Shut up. <laughs> I'm hiring Napoleon Dynamite to crew my uh, my turret. <laughs> what would I want? Um, so anyway, what Chris said is NPCs will be able to crew various stations, turrets, engineering, communication stations, all that kind of stuff. And if they are crewing a ballistic turret, part of the idea of sophisticated AI is for them to know their weapons. If they are using an energy weapon, they know they can't use it too much or else it will cause overheating. 
In a ballistic turret, they should maybe make their shots count. If they have not so much ammo, then maybe they won't be as liberal with shooting as if they have lots of ammo. So yes, this will all be part of the AI. So that's, I mean, I, I think probably we would have been, we would have been surprised if it was anything but, but you know, it's one of those things that you don't really think about until, uh, until someone named Vacation asks a question. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's crazy um, how intelligent they're mapping out the NPCs. I think it's absolutely insane, and I'm, I'm really excited to test those limits. Yeah, yeah me too. And then um, at the end, Chris uh, said again, many thanks to all of us for making the development of the game possible. So, okay, guys, uh, virtual self-backpatting. You ready? Okay, three, two, one. Pat, 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 pat. Pat, pat, pat. All right, that's that sounds gross. <laughs> Are you sure you're patting your back? I was. I, I was. John? Yeah, I was patting my back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, welcome back, Chris. And I think if I, if I noticed correctly uh, today, yes, he is. Episode number 70, the man is back again. So, we'll have more... Uh, more uh, uh, questions answered by uh, by the man himself for next week's show. Well, actually, Two in you know, a row? Yeah. Next week's show is going to be crazy because we're going to have the uh, live stream event to talk about. So we may not actually get to anything but. I'm mm-hmm. thinking. Uh, we'll see. All right. Uh, reverse the verse this week. Uh, Sandy uh, popped in uh, with the gang and uh, let us know that the next great star marine is going to be a, um, a competition they have. It's going to be like the next great starship. Um, similar format, uh, Omar, Forrest, Skelton, uh, Sean Tracy, and Chris Roberts, plus a guest judge, will do all of uh, the judging. And the prerequisite is going to, I guess, to getting into the, to the competition is designing your own helmet, and that the actual competition will be to design a Class 9 Titan suit. Um, I guess it's one of the bits of lore everyone's excited about seeing in-game, so they're going to uh, do its design as a contest. Do you guys have any idea what a Class Nine Titan suit is? No, this is a, a bit of lore that um, I've yet to discover. Yeah, well, um, so I, I think you know I, I did not um, I, I don't think I was a backer yet when they did the uh, the next great uh, starship. So um, um, I guess I know, John, did you watch any of it when it was going on, or Jimmy? Yeah, I did. Was I, it fun? Uh, I did. I did not. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, it's neat seeing what people from the community can can uh, come up with and some of those projects have actually continued after they weren't selected for the original show mm-hmm. um, one of them I think we we talked about it recently can't remember what it was called but it was designed uh, uh, inspired by the what's it called from Alien Oh, the no. Nostromo? No, 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 from uh, Prometheus. That oh. one. It was inspired by... Remember, it's that one with the giant uh, thrusters on the sides that, like, flip up? Kind of similar to the Cutlass. It's a pretty cool ship. It's really big. It's, like, for mining and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So, yeah, there was some neat stuff that came out of that, and it was fun to watch. Okay, cool. Well, uh, so they're going to... I think that's starting after the first of the year, so we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye out for that. Um, they're doing update passes on the Freelancer, making it functional for multi-crew. Um, it's quote-unquote next in the bucket, whatever that means. And there is a special focus on escape pod mechanics. I'm just loving these escape pods, man. I'm telling you. Too bad they're useless. Not useless. What's an escape pod for? Escaping. Escaping? Okay, what do you do once you've escaped in your escape pod? Then you wait for Gleep to come pick you up in his Avenger or his Cutlass. As what happened in the last episode of Quantum Drive. Cheese, John! So you always have to wait for someone to come find you. Well, you don't have to wait a long time. It depends on if someone's coming to find you. Yeah. Well, you have a beacon. Well, the thing is, too, that you know it's that whole 90, 90% uh, NPC thing. Where you know, I would imagine if there's no, if there are no players around, someone will receive your distress beacon. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 
And and technically speaking, um, uh, no, actually, uh, Gleep did not pick me up in my pod. Gleep found my dead ship and I me did. in it. I, I did. Technically speaking. Technically. There was no no pods involved. No pods were harmed in the making of that radio show. No, I lost, I lost all my power. I was dead in space. Okay, but why do you need a whole pod? Why can't you just have, like, a spacesuit with extra oxygen? Well, because what if there's more than one of you and you want to play cards while you're waiting? Or if you're out there for a long time, it's cold. So a pod is going to allow more than one people inside. Well, it depends. So, I'm sorry, did um, you say one, more one than people. one people? More than one people. <laughs> yeah, one people. Um, well, it, it, actually, that's a really good point, John. Um, some of the escape pods, like, for example, on the Constellation, um, are basically your bunk. So if you think about it, it's in a kind of creepy kind of way. It's almost like a coffin in space, you know, but at least, you know, you'll have you'll be relatively comfortable while you're waiting for someone to pick you up. Other ships uh, like the um, the Vanguard have um, more like like a lifeboat, like the entire middle section of the ship um, becomes a, uh, a life pod. So in some instances, you've got just basically this kind of individual like uh, almost uh like I said, like like your bunk, and in other instances, you have more of a lifeboat type of um, type of pod. Yeah, but what if somebody in a cutlass that doesn't have that pod attachment receiver comes along and tries to rescue you? There's no way for you to get in there because you don't have a EVA suit on, right? Or do you? Well, I suppose you could EVA out. Um you know, EVA out to the pod and pop it open and pull the person out. I mean, you know, it's probably not ideal, but I would think that um, any medical ship is going to have some sort of device that allows for you to um, pull in the uh, the pods uh, and or dock to the larger ones. It would be neat if they like just connected to docking collars. Probably for the yeah, that would be cool. Probably, I, I would say probably for the larger ones, like like the 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 for lack of a better word, the lifeboat type multi-person ones, they'll probably be a small docking collar that allows for you to connect to it. Yeah, it's all gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Say the words. It's be okay. <laughs> You're gonna die in space, a slow and painful, lonely death. Not if Doctor Gleep has anything to do with it. That's right. Um, so anyway, escape pod mechanics. I'm excited. Jimmy's excited. John, not so much. When can we learn more about the anniversary sale, you may ask? Well, they're trying to lock some things down right now. They'd love to announce the price for some stuff as early as next week, which I guess will be this week um, when you're hearing this. Um, and uh, for a couple of concept things, there might be one, there might be two, there might be three concept things. That's madness. It is. It's crazy. Um, and the well, we actual know about the crucible, right? Yeah, we do. Well, crucible. Well, do, but we don't know that it's it's going to be. Um, we know coming. it's going to be on sale. Well, we don't know that, that on Twitter. Oh, did they say that? Somebody said it. Yeah, today well, they they announced uh, they announced the price. Uh, Lando announced the price. And that oh, would be, it would be one of the ships on sale. And what was what was that price? Uh, I think it was three three fifty. I have to go yeah. back and look. But yeah, I think it was three three fifty. All right. Well, we know one, so there could be more. So that's Orion territory. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's a pricey ship. What was the reclaimer? Was that three fifty? Um, I think so. I yeah. think so. Yeah. And the um I, I forget what the uh what the endeavor was. I think I think it was, it was about the same That one. was like four hundred. Yeah, it's four hundred for the base. Yeah, yeah, for the base. How low can you go? The yeah, base. What a brother know. Alright. Um The actual sale will be themed. There's going to be a pirate day. There's going to be a merchant's day. There's going to be a military day, etc. That's cool. Yeah. And so they're going to, and during these days, they will bring back the ships for the profession of the day. And then they're also going to do a free-for-all at the end of the week where everything that's available is going to be on sale. Or they're going to, everything that they've selected to make available will be available. I wonder if they'll do any design docs for for that theme. 
if if fitting, like you know, pirates, you know, pirate design dock or something along those lines. I, I would kind of doubt it because that's that's yeah. a pretty huge thing. I mean, that's a. I mean, I can imagine maybe Chris is calling Tony Z right now and saying, "Oh, and by the way, I need three new design docs by right, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, by by a half hour from now." Yeah, yeah, just get her done. Um, and the Asperia Prowler has been fast tracked because Chris Roberts said so. So, there you go. Well, there it is. Yes, um, the Concierge card has nothing to do with the Million Mile High Club. Uh, that was limited to 100 Wing Commander packages it was sold in, or the 100 Wing Commander packages it was sold in. Uh, it closed after that. If you know someone that has it, they can invite you, uh, but that's it. However, if you tune in during the live stream, they are going to discuss it a bit more, and apparently there may be another way to gain access, but we have to stay tuned. And probably the most uh, informative bit of information uh, Coming out of Reverse the Verse this week is that Whataburger is a very tasty burger. What a what? Whataburger is a very tasty burger. Can okay. I have a taste of your burger? I, I don't get hamburgers much, you know, on account of my girlfriend's vegetarian. What is that from? I know where that's from. Don't. Just hold it. We'll get there. Okay. All holding right. It, holding it. <laughs> holding it. Um, around the verse, uh, episode two point oh seven. We have we have two uh, two decimal places of accuracy here. Uh, it was pre-recorded this time live in Texas, uh, home of El Mejor Queso. There was a lot of talk about queso. Um, just a couple things to talk about real quick. Ship shape, RSI constellation, amaze balls, fidelity. Jimmy, thoughts? Yeah. Well, I've um, I. Saw most of that when I took my tour, um, but it's nice to see it again. It's nice to see it in more detail, and it's nice to see it over and over and over and over again. Mm. Um, I am very excited for the Constellation revamp. Um, I mean, really, at the end of the day, and every, everyone knows how you know how much I love that ship. I'm really hoping that that I can do everything with that ship. I, I don't know how accurate that's going to be, but. You know, I'm really hoping that at the end of the day, that that is the only ship I need. So, I think the revamp spot on. I think it's great. It addressed all the concerns that I had visually and aesthetically with the ship. So, um, yeah, amaze balls. <laughs> John, did you uh, did you by chance watch it? It's so much more appealing to me now. I yeah. feel like it's so much more homey. Because it, it, they have separated that area, and it seems like they packed in more space somehow. And just separating that that middle section just makes it feel more like an experience, and not like here's the front and then here's the back. It, it's it's a lot less of an empty shell now. It, it seems yeah. like it, it, there's more form, there's more function, there's more purpose to the to the inside as well as the outside of the ship. Um, so yeah, huge home run. Excellent. All right. And then the art sneak peek to round it all out. Uh, freelancer concept art interiors. Massimus Amaze Pelotas. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, is the freelancer getting fatter? It looks like it is. Um, I Disco uh, addressed that at, uh, at some point. He said that, um, uh, no, they are not intentionally making it any bigger or any smaller. That... Um, I guess uh, uh, it has been in different iterations in the um, um, in the build, uh, different sizes, and you know people, you know like the uh, like uh, gray-headed gamer. I don't think he actually does it, but he has somebody that pulls the assets out for him and he puts them on his uh, Star Citizen island, where they look at the different sizes. And uh, what Disco said is, you can't use that as any kind of a real forever gauge on the right. size of the ship. That that's that's just the state of that asset at that time when they pulled it out of the hollow viewer. So, um, and who knows? The hollow viewer may distort stuff too. Anyway, so well, um, it's it seems like from the concept art that there and and this was a complaint that I had about the freelancer is that it's um, especially in the the living area it's just too narrow. Um, it's like you can't really uh, even visually speaking, even in first person, you can't really comfortably walk around in, in it because it's so uh, it's so narrow 
Yeah, I don't know. It, it could be they could end up uh, making it a little bit fatter, or it could just be like a single corridor um, ship. Yeah, know? or or the, or they could just widen, you know, just widen that one section, basically leaving um, cargo capacity and the rest of the ship pretty much as as is. Yeah. I mean, well, I would think really only, uh, you know, even widening, widening it, you know, four, five, six feet would in the, the living area would be enough to make that environment more comfortable to uh, to walk around in. Oh, they, they need to totally TARDIS it and just like make it enormous inside and just like, you know, the size of like a mini Cooper on the outside. Perfect. Yeah. I just want to say it again. Mas Amez Pelotas. See, you do well. Thank you. All right, so what do we got coming up? Well, hopefully 2.0 sometime soon. Um, you know, it's never happened before where they've done a major release at a live stream event. I mean, I think, well, I take that back. Didn't it a Christmas event? Didn't they launch Arena Command or something or other uh, right after the, the holiday party or something? I thought they did, yeah. I thought they said, you know, by the way, I, for, I forget what iteration it was. But, yeah, I, I thought they did. Where They were like, by the way, it's ready now. Go download it. Anyway, it was some other show I heard that they were talking about. They, I think it was Disco even. It said they'd never done that before. So anyway, well, hopefully it's coming out soon. So I know TM. I'm certainly, yes, excited for it. So, hey, guys. Okay, Jimmy, this is, this is the part where, where it all makes sense. And you got to follow me here. Do my best. Okay. The Path of the Righteous site hosting services provider is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is... Oh, right. Blessed is... uh, I I don't have it memorized, is what it's blessed as. Are you reading the text, Jimmy? No. Engine... Who, in the name of charity and goodwill, <laughs> shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for they are truly their brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. Support and, engine, and they, I will strike down. No, oh. no, 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 no. <laughs> we still have another show to do. Damn it! Sorry. Support engine. They power our website. Go to enjin.com for all your site hosting needs. Ronald Jenkins, show him some love. RonaldJenkins.com. Support Star Citizen, the base radio. Radio.StarCitizenBase.com, where you can find a rebroadcast of the previous week's Versecast every Saturday afternoon and Thursday evenings, our very own uh, DJ Jimmy Kroger. Good times. This week's, uh, this week's episode is um, Dance Commander. Ooh, that's a David Bowie album, isn't it? <laughs> no. Okay. It is an Electric Six song, though. Nice. I am TGW Stroke S Gleep. Check the show notes for all my contact details. Jimmy, work and the fine folks find you. Uh, as always, I'm most chatty over at Twitter, at Jimmy Croker. Uh, email me at Jimmy at Versecast.org. And uh, my handle, J-A-X-S-U-N Jackson, over at uh, Versecast.org and over at Official RSI. You can find me on Twitter at TheOnlyJohnto. You can email me at john at versecast.org. You can email the show at comms at versecast.org. You can follow us on Twitter at versecast. Make sure to use the hashtag TGWS when you're tweeting about Star Citizen stuff so all our guys with ships can find it. RobertSpaceIndustries.com slash org slash versecast is where you can find our organization. We are those guys with ships, and we would love to have you. Versecast.org has been revamped. Yes. 2.0 awesome. is live on our website. It and is awesome. It seems like people like it. Yeah, so I'm it's happy. very cool. You very, did an amazing cool. job, John. You really did. Take Thank a bow. Thank you. Yeah, and at versecast.org slash podcast, you can actually find all of the links to the show, how to support the show, how to find the show, and all of our personal contact information. It's all listed there in an easy-to-use format. Um, that's pretty much the only place you need to go. So versecast.org slash podcast, and then obviously come to the homepage, you know, check the forums. We got, we've switched to TeamSpeak. We've switched from Mumble to TeamSpeak. Um, it's going to allow us some better hierarchical uh, whispering command stuff once we get into the PU and also in Arma. Um, and it also gives us a little more... Um, uh, it plugs into Arma and uh, allows us to use a pretty cool 
mod and so i mean right now we have like 12 people playing arma which is crazy on a monday night <laughs> yeah i know um so yeah arma's been really popular but uh we actually had quite a few we had even more out last night for the meetup which we'll talk about in the next show so yep we're not switching to arma or anything we're still playing star citizen and it was pretty fun what we did last night so stay tuned for hear what that all about that um head over to hub.versecast.org that will forward you straight to our rsi community hub page we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a like um and also versecast.org thanks to gleep is up on the community hub as well in the deep space radar section so yes yeah we'd appreciate it if you left us a like there um so we could get a little more uh spotlight action spotlight action that's what's for dinner all right well until next time then we are those guys with ships and this has been the verse cast see you guys see you in the verse amaze pelotas just redeem yourself say it it was my fault i'm sorry no i meant just say the line who, in the name of charity no, and good, no, just say the just damn say the word. <laughs> what word? Oh my god. It's bold. Bold Read letters. When tweeting cool stuff. No. <laughs> no. This is so bad. You've been sent as a test, haven't you?